everybody. We are still in Chateau One. I can't say back because we never left. And I have my guest Tiffany here. Hey y'all. And we are drinking somewhat. I actually like this one. This I know good. I always tend to do this talking through when I'm fucking drunk. This is a combination of Cabernet Sauvignon and Rose. I like it a lot. This is my new fave. Yeah, this is really nice. I and this is from South Africa. I love um, a South African wine. Yeah, so do I. Um, you know, I get a lot of my wines. Here I'm doing a plug for somebody who should advertise with me um, through Fresh, Fresh Direct because I order groceries through Fresh Direct and they have wine too. And because wow. wine likes to do everything on the internet and don't like to go places. I love it. So uh, they deliver right to your door. And my they have some. My cousin stole a bunch of South African wines and made one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so I actually do like South African wines, and Stress Direct tends to have um, South African wines, so shout out to them. This one is a Cabernet Sauvignon Rosé. I like the mixes. Actually, there's one I want to order that's, I think, a, like a sake slash rosé. I'm going to order well, What's that. the name? Oh, true. Um, this is... Well, okay, Fresh Direct, sponsor you, me, because I've been buying from you for five years. Yes. And Loyalty. Uh, this is Mulder Bosch. M-U-L-D-E-R-B-O-S-C-H. A wine of South Africa. So, shout out to you, South Africa, post-apartheid, okay? Post-apartheid only. Yes. Um, produced and bottled in South Africa. Cool. Shout out to y'all. Um, okay, anyway, you guys. So, here we are. <laughs> that was the wine report. <laughs> that was the wine report. Uh, because y'all know Gwen loves some wine. Depending on how much I drink, it depends how let's, let's get. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. I know. So, um... I wanted to talk about another thing I wanted to bring Tiffany on here to talk about. Cause you guys actually, I mentioned Tiff here. Gwen is getting fucked up for her episodes, but it was a, an episode with Slim. It could have been no pedigree. I can't recall where I talked about, um, I'll tell you the story. We tell the story and then we'll get into yours. Okay. So I think we were, t- it was no pedigree. We were talking, Slim and I were talking about interracial dating. And I said that, I know people who, uh, some black women who dated interracially. And look, Gwen has, and as I said many times, I have no problem with interracial dating. Shout out to Jungle Fever, Yellow Fever, all types of fever and love. Okay, love, 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 love. All right. But what I'm saying is that I know some black women who dated some white men who later turned out to be gay. And the guys gave them the explanation that the reason they dated them was because they thought that well, if their parents could get over them dating a black woman, then their parents would, it was like the stepping stone for them to come out for dating men. And that's fucked up, I know. But it's it's true. It's a reality. And so that is a hard pill to swallow because like, damn, you, you're really going to pretend you like women. I'm trying to have words. But because... You because you're afraid of your parents' racism, so that's like the first stepping stone <laughs> towards coming out the closet. I mean, damn, ouch! But I wanted to have a conversation about dating men who are coming out the closet. So I'll give us I'll give a story, and then we'll we'll okay, talk about okay. why it's another story. You know, y'all know Gwen got a lot of stories. So, oh, look, oh, oh, I, I, I shouldn't even tell this part. I'm going to say this part. So I, on the last episode that we just recorded, I referenced uh, an ex that I haven't referenced before, which is crazy, right? Because I am always referencing exes. So one who went to an HBCU and through the strange grapevine, he had a good friend who was a woman 
who happened to be like to have gone to high school with my sister's husband, sister, like all types of, like, you know, black people connect six degrees of separation. But that woman who was his good friend, she was from Jersey and she had moved to Atlanta. She was, she was from Jersey. She was a preacher's wife and she had moved to Atlanta because he wanted to start a congregation or he had an opportunity in Atlanta, um, her, her preacher husband. And you guys all know, like, you know, being, especially in a black church, being a preacher's wife is a, a huge yeah, you're the first lady. It's first a huge lady. opportunity. You're really a leader of the community, all of the stuff. You know, it, there's a lot of pressure, stuff like that. Come to find out that, you know, her husband, you know, went to ATL. Okay, Charlotte. You know, to break that back. Drop it like it's hot. And drop it like it's hot. <laughs> okay. And That's back that ass up. That's what happened. On some other Negroes, okay? With some men. So she, you know, her man, her husband, who she had met and married in New Jersey and followed to Atlanta for his career in the church, in the church. Okay. And sir was, you know, bending over and getting blessed in other ways Mm, with some, with, with, with the male species. Okay, so this brings into account a few things that we can talk about, I think, just in general. Um, and I want to really and then pick my thought, my, my mind in the last episode when you talked about being you were, you were a holy roller. Super churchy. Yes. A holy roller. Yes. yes at yes. your HBCU in Virginia. Yes. And here it is. You no, know, Atlanta is the black game that brought. It is. And I have is undisputed. <laughs> undisputed. And I, as a heathen, also, so, okay. Ooh. I'm a, so, <laughs> the same, okay, the same guy who I dated who went to this HBCU in Atlanta, he is from the Midwest originally. So, we went back to visit his family in the Midwest. And his mother is like very much in church. And so, I went to church with his mom and him and did it. And I saw the, um, what do you, not the bands, what do you call it? The, the choir, okay. the choir. And I said to him, I said, do you see what I see? And he was like, no. I said, do you not see people swishing and doing the tambourine? Like, do you not see this? <laughs> and he was like, no. And I said, okay, look, I don't know what this is. And I have to be really honest. And I say this all the time. There is something, Gwen's going to call a spade, a motherfucking spade. I have noticed in the black church that there are, there appears to be a lot of black men who are questioning or not quite ready to come out with their sexuality, but they packed up in the church. And I know from a Christian, traditional Christian standpoint, they are going to have a struggle because they're going to feel like it's a sin, blah, blah, blah. But I'm very confused when I see you, you know, with, a conch and your hair perm with 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 a conch, with a conch Ooh, and what? your hair perms with rollers and you you're this tight and you might as well be a, a, MW, a MUA a makeup artist like you looking you looking like you should be my BFF boo boo but I mean I'm very confused so this is Gwen the Heathens observation of different men especially in the choir and the black church. <laughs> Plus, I have the story that I'm, I've shared of this woman from Jersey who was a preacher's wife who moved to ATL 
to unfortunately uncover that her husband was, you know, dipping in the 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 male species. So um why am I telling these stories, Miss Tiff? I feel like you have a relatable story that you can share too. So I have two stories. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately. So one is I did mention in episode twenty nine. Yes, yes. That I grew up super churchy. Yes. Um I went to church probably seven days a week. I mean, wow. like, we went to prayer meeting and Bible study. I mm-hmm. taught vacation Bible school mm-hmm. um, to the little baby babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I used to go to revivals. Like, I'd be hyped. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a revival. Mm-hmm. Even freshman year in college, I had a Kirk Franklin poster on my wall. Yeah, make you want to stop wearing my roommate. Stop. <laughs> so she was like, why are you so into Jesus this year? Okay, right. But that's how I grew up. So mm-hmm. it was like, hey, all right. Um, Jesus in school. So, when, well, I'm gonna um, ask you a personal question. Were you a virgin when you went to college? Yes. Okay, good. Remember, I told you about Ponderosa Steakhouse. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I didn't know if you complied. No, but then I met okay. the cute. Anyway, okay. Yes. So, <laughs> we talked about the cute. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll show you a picture of that. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so then you'll understand why. So, um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. in one of the many revivals that I went to, um, in high school, mm-hmm. so this is maybe. 16 year old Tiff mm-hmm. um, I met this guy who I thought looked like I'm, I'm aging myself Nokio from Drew Hill I'm sorry I laughed so hard you guys <laughs> and I was like he's a Nokio he is so fine right and so to me like the guy was also in my Excuse me. Mm-hmm. My besties can vouch for this. If a guy could sing or play an instrument, I was mm-hmm. all over it. Like mm-hmm. I was also Tip is a creative. I sounded crazy. I was in a repertory company when I was younger. Like you had to audition for and we toured mm-hmm. whatever. And so I was also like that was exciting mm-hmm. for me. So all the guys that dated in the repertory company mm-hmm. were like the lead dancers, mm-hmm. singers, also very suspect. Mm-hmm. So I met this guy at this revival. Mm-hmm. He became my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And my girls were like, hmm, like, he's very well put together. I was like, yeah. And they were like, wow. I mean, just, like, almost too much. Like, mm-hmm. he's very in shape. And mm-hmm. his hair is always, you know. On and it's so everything is on point. And I never thought of it as a negative. Like, my dad, I mentioned he's from the South, from Alabama. Mm-hmm. My dad was always on point. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I like. Right. He's Different generation, neat. though. But, yes. Yeah. Right. But I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh, he's very neat. And so yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. Mm-hmm. I like that he's well kept. And my dad is like, your hair is everything. My mm-hmm. dad is like very wet and wavy. So mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. y'all can't see me, but I got a little bit of a dry fro happening. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't mm-hmm. like that. He's like, no, moisturize or straighten mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. So um, long story short, when I got to college, we ended up breaking up. Um, I ended up dating another guy. And again, very well put together, but almost like it was like, wow, this is another level. He used to like iron his money. Wait, uh, stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop. Okay, stop. Okay, okay. okay. I need some context. I'll put a pin in it. He just liked it to be in his, if it was Where is he from? Philly. Hmm. Okay. He liked it to be neat in his wallet. Okay. And he's from Philly, so he liked it to be dyed, you know, like his hair to be dyed, like his little lineup to be dyed, right? But that's a Philly thing, right? Okay, or yeah, Philly is a little suspect, but yes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. okay, okay, okay. But hold, I remember you distinctly telling me that 
they he would help you dress or something. So yeah, so we were so we were speaking of the choir. So mm-hmm. I I talked about um, being a gospel choir. So was he, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our mutual friends who now works in Congress. Hey girl, Shout she she set us up. Um, and she's like, oh, you guys are so perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's amazing. He can sing, and he was also in this group. I'm not gonna say the name because mm-hmm. they're still kind of pretty famous on the gospel scene okay. or whatever. Okay. So he was in that group and I thought that was cool and he was just like, oh, you're so beautiful and he would like help me mm-hmm. pick out outfits. I remember mm-hmm. one time I was flat ironing my hair and he's like, oh, I can help you do that. And I was like, wow, how do you even know how to do that? Wow. So Although, damn, okay, I have to make one little plug here. This is reminiscent of 90 Day Fiance with the Nigerian Michael <laughs> flat ironing the white trash lady's hair. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I haven't yes. seen it, but I, I know. I'm going to go with it. Yes. So he would help me flat iron my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, and the one thing that stuck. So wait, 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 wait a minute. So when a guy is asking, helping you flat iron, you were like, what, thanks? Like, what were you saying? <laughs> Girl, I don't know about hair. Yes, you do. <laughs> how, how old were you? <laughs> So this is me as a freshman. Okay, so I want to also seven, talk about how this is me fresh off the breakup with the other guy because there's I'm coming okay. to a theme here. Okay. Okay. okay, so I'm off the breakup with the the guy who's very neat, who was also mm-hmm. a lifeguard, had an amazing body. Mm-hmm. I'm still a, a virgin. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in college, still a virgin. I'm with this guy who's not really interested in sex, which is cool because mm-hmm. I'm a virgin. I'm like, oh great, let's keep it chase for Jesus. Yes. And he's like, yes, let's do that. Wow. <laughs> Let us keep it chase for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Open. Um, Christmas comes along and he gives me an index card Mm -hmm. that has all of the things that he wants for Christmas with his sizes and correlating stores. This is my size in this store. They gave you like a handwritten Excel sheet. Yes. Wow. Wow. Banana Republic. So for example, this is how you for example, this is what happened. He's like Banana Republic on this card. It's like these are the sizes of Banana Republic. These are the colors that look good on me. Right. So these are the options. So he really just gave me like a style guide for him. For Christmas, to buy him gifts. Yes. And at the time, I had a bestie who was a guy who was from... So wait, 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 forget your bestie. What did you feel when you received that card? I thought it was weird. So I talked to my bestie who was from from Long Beach. Good dude. Who I ended up dating. That's probably another Okay. 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 But anyway, he's like, nah, he gay. Right? Okay. Like, Shout out to him, y'all. Are you sure? And he was like, nah. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, no dude. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, no, no. So I'm like, no, I think he's just really neat. Like, he right. irons his money. He's like, what? <laughs> right? I'm like, no, 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 no. So I'm telling him, like, you don't understand the type of guy he is. Because, like, your family lives in box, right? I'm like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Which is also my mom message. Right, right, right. But anyway, so right. I'm telling him, you don't understand yeah. right. because he's refined and you're not. But I still love you. So anyway, I don't find out. Oh, we end up breaking so up. Hold on, okay, okay, I have more questions. Hold on, we're not going to like this. Go ahead, go ahead, However, you guys are very know. young with a lot of hormones. Yeah. So did he ever try anything? Yes. So he did. What did he try? He covered your ears, husband. He, uh-huh. you know, we, he did some oral. Right. And I would say top, it was at the top, it's still at the top of my list to this day. Oh, oh damn. You don't have to say all that, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm okay. just saying. So I think that's, that's interesting. But go ahead. That's I, how he got over the whole. Like, I think girls were probably sitting here like, yeah. I'm wondering. And then he did that. And they were like, oh, he loves women. Right, right. He's amazing at this. He's really good at women. 
but I didn't realize that he was using, like, I met his family, I met his mom, yeah. He was using me as a, like, look how cute she is. She's a computer right. science major. Right. I'm straight, right? right? I didn't put those two together. Weird. Yeah. yeah, I was 100% a beard. Right. 100%. But it took me a very long time. So, wait, wait, so, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. So, you said what you did to him. What No, what he, he did to you. What did you do to him? And did he come? And so, you I taught, so, my girlfriends, because yeah. they knew I was a virgin, yeah. and I was like, well, he's done this thing to me twice. Right. I don't know how to do anything. Right. <laughs> Right. So we lived, We were in the honors dorm, of course. Right. Thanks, mommy. Um, at the campus, right, right. we had a um fire extinguisher in the hallway or whatever. Uh-huh. And one of the girls taught me in the hand job. <laughs> how to do a hand job. Okay. Okay. Fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did that. Okay, once. that's really big to do that on, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> that's what yeah. she taught me. Yeah. So then my. Oh my god! So my roommate, uh-huh. who was like super church, she was more churchy than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Her dad yeah, was yeah. a pastor. Right. I was but like, you know, pastors' kids, come on, right? PKs, come so on. I was like, girl, you probably don't know how to. She do probably taught you every goddamn thing. She did. Yes, yeah. So she was like, "This is what you got to do. Right. This is how you keep choking. Like she right, was right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, it doesn't count. It's not sex. Right. So I was like, yeah. oh, oh, thank right. you because I still want to be a virgin. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. So Fucking yeah. churchy children. So that's fucked up. But anyway, so go ahead. That's what we did. That's yeah. What we did. And but did we come? I'm sorry. And I, not to be explicit, but I just trying to understand his sexual. He did. he did. He did it. Right. I'm sorry. But I was like, oh, I'm new, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, she just taught me upstairs with yeah. a banana. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it right. right. And I would go to her and be like, oh, it didn't work. So she's right. like, try this, try that. Right. And I'm like, it's not working. Because no. I don't know. What do I know? Right. So first, it wasn't working. Okay. So my first sexual experience was with yeah. a gay man. Yes. Okay. Right. And it wasn't working. And it wasn't but working. he would eat the choke. Wow. Oh, what? Wow, she but he was good at eating the choke. But that's not that's not surprising because I know. Is it not? I'll tell you what. I know different lesbians who have said that the only thing they miss about being with men is is sucking their dicks, and it's like I'm like really. Um, but it's just the sensation that they turns them on. I guess, and yeah. so so maybe it turned them on. I don't know. I and for me, it was my first time. Yeah, I was yeah. just like. Yeah. What is this? Right, right, right. I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. had never gone beyond someone kissing on my neck. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And the high school boyfriend, even when he kissed me on my neck, I was like, no, God isn't like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like cultish, right. Amish right. with it. Right, right. My mom right. was like, right. you're going to go to hell the minute you let anybody touch right. you. Right, right. So, with fun fact, when I did lose my virginity, mm-hmm. I sat in the back of the church on campus and cried. Oh. And I fell asleep in the church chapel. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so sad. This is another episode for another time about church, but we won't even get to that. It was that so today. sad. I was just yeah. like, oh, um, So anyway, okay, oh. fast forward. So we ended up breaking up for many reasons. I can't remember the exact one, but I just felt like he was like super selfish, and I was giving uh-huh. a lot, and I was like, yeah. my daddy would not approve, right? And right. that's how he raised. Right. So I'm out of here. Okay. Right. Fast forward, MySpace. Is this before MySpace? No. Fast forward, he ends up passing away tragically yeah. in an accident. Damn. Okay, he's in this mega group. There are thousands of people at this funeral. Okay. There are jumbotrons at this okay. funeral. Okay. okay. Me and my college roommate are there. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everyone at Hampton is there. Right. And the person who is the leader, y'all are going to know who this is. Anyway, the person who is the leader of this group you don't have to sell this comes up and says, you know, he was writing a book about his struggles with being gay. Uh, and okay. I'm on the other side, because of course I'm singing at right. his home going, because right. I was in the choir. Right. And my roommate is all the way, college roommate is on the other side of church, and we right. look at each other, and she's like, and she I break too. down, and oh, I'm well. just like, 
But I asked him. Like, I had asked him. Oh, you did ask time. him. And I was like, are well, you well, sure? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Well, rewind. Yes. What made you want to ask him? So one of the girls that I um, was in my dorm mm-hmm. came up to me and she's like, I heard over our break, mm-hmm. he told everyone at his church that he wasn't gay anymore. He felt like he wasn't gay anymore because he had met a girl. He fell in love oh, with fuck. And this and that. And so she's like, I just thought he should know. And I was like, what? Wow. So I approached him with it. He's like, why would she say that? Like, you know, I'm not. I don't know what people think that just because I like to look nice and I like nice things or whatever. I wonder how that came out for him to say I was gay. Anymore. Did he declare that he was gay at one point? I don't know. Right. He was he was in a very um like there he was in I think he was like Kojic. I don't know if people who are listening know the levels of Christianity, but Kojic sometimes feel like you can't wear earrings, you can't wear makeup, you okay. can't wear so okay. it's a very serious okay, thing. Yeah, strict. Um, but he made this admission that he had fell in love with this girl mm-hmm. at college and so mm-hmm. he was straight now. Mm. And she was like, I just wanted you to know. Mm. And so he was like, that never happened. I'm like, mm. but it's so specific. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's something you would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we broke up with something trivial, which is like, I bought him a gift and I didn't feel like he was grateful enough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, no. That's fine. You're done. Totally <laughs> I, was like, You're young. Mm, I don't like that. You should yeah. be more grateful enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, where there were plenty of warning signs. Um, so then further down the road, after that, MySpace comes out. I can't remember what year it is. I find my ex from high school mm-hmm. on, in my space, mm-hmm. and he is in a pink speedo, um, kissing some man. <laughs> so <you're laughing. laughs> so, right. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, then he is gay, I guess." Okay. Um, and so, because I'm a glutton for punishment, I was like, "Let me just keep Google imaging him." And so, right. I found him at several gay events uh, globally. <laughs> And um, wow. on Facebook under his middle name, because I happen to know that. And then I was just obsessed with it. Like, why yeah. am I meeting gay men and why are right. they meeting me? Right. Um, but I realized at that point, I was super sheltered and yeah. very Christian. Right. And people were like, cool, I'm going to use this and she'll be my fake girlfriend. Wow. Um, so after that, I just had a really angry phase where I was just right. like using guys not in a good way yeah but i mean that has to be hurtful right because you're coming from a very innocent and naive place and your feelings are real yeah and this this to me it has bigger things right number one is the problems with the black community and the anti-gayness in the black community and the church right so a lot of black people grow up super religious and then when they are gay or whatever LGBTQIA, then they have this struggle of, okay, who all the lessons I've been taught, I now this is telling me that I'm totally against and I'm going to hell and I'm sinning. Yeah. And so they still want to be accepted by their family and their church, you know, their faith and their belief, but now they have to choose between the two and before they can come to figure out their own identity and where they position in this, then they just want to fit in. And so they bring along an innocent girl who shouldn't be brought into this, you know? And that's a fucked up thing that is not, you're not the only person who's gone through it. You know, I mean, I think what was crazier is, so at his funeral, the the college gay boyfriend, um, the guy was like, oh, you know, but he, he wrote a, uh, he was writing a book about how he had overcome you know, being that. And so he wasn't that anymore. Oh, and, God. Right, right. So I was just sitting there like, 
No, because I felt like all these things started flashing in my head that it mm-hmm. was like validated. It was like all these check marks were like, oh, that's mm-hmm. what that was. And this mm-hmm. was real. That was real. Because one of the girls that I was singing in the group with at the time that he passed mm-hmm. was engaged to be married to him. Fucking hell. Wait, what? <laughs> so, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Friends, so I hope she doesn't listen to this. But, Girl, um, listen, you listen to it, it don't matter. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was like, nah, I feel like there's a whole bunch of stuff that means that he is. Like, I mean, he had a friend that used to come by to get him from my house. That was very obviously gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like that you guys are friends. And he's like, why not? And I was like, I don't know. It just feels like he might want more from your mm-hmm. relationship. And he's like, no, we're just cool. And that guy was at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And part of me wanted to punch him in the face. And I was like, because you could have set me free. That's a whole year of my life mm-hmm. that I devoted to this person mm-hmm. who was probably like banging you in the church chapel yeah. after, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like after he left rehearsal with me. Right. So I think that there's a part of like, I, I try very much to honor the Christianity that I grew up with that mm-hmm. my mom and dad instilled in me. Mm-hmm. But I also realized that I have my own version of it. Just mm-hmm. being like what I've gone through with dating the gay boyfriends and mm-hmm. even just kind of like working in the artist community and having mm-hmm. LGBT friends, family, mm-hmm. clients, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to 100% of that. Stuff, right. Right. Yes, I believe God is love, but that's pretty much mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what I'm ready to mm-hmm. smear all over everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I can't just break it down and be like, but you're going to hell and you're going to hell and right. you're going to hell. You're right. Hell. So I think when people who are struggling, at least the boyfriends that I've had, because mm-hmm. even the high school boyfriend, was his same thing. He was Kojic. He used to pay, mm-hmm. play the drums, um, mm-hmm. go to church six days a week. We met at Revival. Like mm-hmm. He's like, this is what I have to do, mm-hmm. right? And I'll date this mm-hmm. girl for the optics. Right. And this other guy in college was like, okay, I grew up super strict, but I'm going to date this girl for the optics. Yeah. And I was kind of the perfect pawn in that because it was like, cool, she's a virgin. Yeah. And she believes everything I believe. So yeah. if I need to leave or like something he used to tell me was he's like, I'm on consecration. So I can't see you for like two weeks. Okay. And I'd be like, oh, okay, wow. He's so much holier than me because mm-hmm. I don't do that. I don't know what he was doing for those two right, weeks. Right. But it was enough to get me to go away. But if his family was in town, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to show up. I want to meet right. my potential in-laws. So I think it get, it's a struggle for them to figure out do I live myself as an actual authentic person or do I give everyone the optics of like what they want to see while living in secret? Right. It's, um, yeah. So listen, I want to be very clear that Gwen and Tiff totally support huge allies to the LGBTQIA community. I, I, what I struggle with though is because of the closure. And I can say this as a person of Jamaican descent, which there's a lot of fucking, fucked up shit when it comes to the community and I have people in my family who are LGBT I just feel like there's such a pressure like you're lucky that you broke up like there are people who get married and live this life you know when you when you told that story I was like oh my god that could have been me because you would always talk about oh my god we'll have cute little chocolate babies and I'm like yay 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 and you probably would have been cool living two lives Right. Yeah. And that's dangerous. Yeah. Because people aren't good at living two lives. So as much as you try to deny yourself, you're still going to still want to come out 
And that's, you know, putting you at risk when you're yeah. sleeping with other people. Of course. Right? Of course. Um, and this is not, I want to make this clear, this is not a gay thing. Any man who's sleeping with multiple it's people is, is, is putting their wife at risk. Whether or not it's men or women, you're putting your, your wife, at, their life at risk. When you're sleeping with multiple people, you're being promiscuous. I, yeah, that is something that I think, you know, I've heard people, this is to totally go in a different direction, but... You know, I've heard shit. I'll tell you. I haven't told this story, you guys. <laughs> so I went on one date one time with this Filipino guy, and he was very Catholic, I think. And he's like, "Oh, I go to." He was a teacher, and he goes to church every Sunday with his mom. And um, and look, one's not religious, but I was like, "Oh, you know, he was old, so you know, in his late twenties, early thirties at the time." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." Like someone who's very family oriented, he was very like diesel and like you know muscly, and I was like, "Okay, you know." <laughs> you know? So we went on a date, and he was cheap, and I don't like that shit. But I remember him saying, and he's not the only person. It's funny, interesting thing that he said it to me, and an, an Italian guy said it to me on the dates I went to who were like people who came from very religious families. And they said to me, each one of them on different dates, they're like, you know, I've noticed that they said to me that, oh, you know, with black guys, it seems like, you know, you black people are really into this gay thing. And so I thought that was a very interesting comments for, for non-black people to be saying that they felt like they saw from their vantage point, a lot of increase in, you know, black gay men or black gay people. And I was just thinking like, this is an interesting comment coming from these like people who are like religious. And I don't think either one of them were gay. Although the Italian guy, sometimes I did think he was, I wasn't sure what's going on with him, (laughs) but I just wonder like, how can people reconcile that the identity of being, in these deep church biblical relationships, right? And then they're stuck there and then their sexual identity doesn't match. And then now they want to feel like they're a part of society and go on to like live a lie. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up. And it also ruins other people's lives. Like if we, a completely different example, people are not going to like, but like Bruce Jenner, Caitlin, like you lived a lie for a long time with three different women, three different wives. Like you... Like, that's fucked up, you know? And I, it's, it's unfair. And it's not about having a lack of empathy for what you're going through, but you're also bringing in someone to it who is going under the auspices of something, to, you know, they think this is a truthful, you know, yeah. loving I mean, it, it relationship. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. It's like you're trying to figure this stuff out and this person is collateral. Yeah, exactly. And they're getting yeah. dragged into your bullshit. Yes. So that's not fair. That's not fair. So, um, wow, that's deep. Well, I wanted you to I share that. I'm so happy. It's not. <laughs> listen, okay. girl, listen, we, we go high, we go low. We go high and low. We okay. go high and low. So we want to go. Hey, guys, this is Gwen. I decided to split this episode. So I'm going to end it right here. And you're going to get a bonus episode 30B for bonus. So this is the end of episode 30. And you're going to hear more of Miss Tiff and the next episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Peace.